to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 that is here for the very first time you're welcome to the house of faith church My name is pastor daniel and um please make sure you constantly worship with us um you see you see it doesn't matter you are sitting in front it doesn't matter you're sitting behind i know next week you come early so that you can sit somewhere here you know it's just important so come early so that you don't fashionably sit at the back because if you fashionably come late, you fashionably sit at the back. So make sure you fashionably come in. Hallelujah. And everybody at the back, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we've been looking at the subject, why the Lord Jesus Christ came, right? <clears throat> and we are on part 6D of Jesus Christ came to give us identity. But we're going to uh, um, uh, Why Jesus Christ Came, part 7a. We've been dealing with why the Lord Jesus Christ came from last year. And the Lord will give us grace to finish the object. But give me the, uh, um, my goodness, Lord. My goodness, Lord. I'm going to talk about. Give me First Peter chapter. First Peter chapter two. And verse nine. First Peter chapter two, verse four. Actually, let me begin from there. The Bible reads. By the way, all of you who are students. All of you who are students, stop thinking this is your church for at school. So that when you go back home, you have another church for at home. Unless they force you, there's a reason why God wants you to be here, I can promise you that. So when you go home, they tell you, this is the reason why some of you don't want to get active. Because this is just your church for at school. But you'll miss out on what you want to do in your life if you have that mindset. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones, say I'm a living stone, a living stone. are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, 
to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. When, I had, when, when the Lord Jesus Christ gave me an opportunity to go to heaven, there was this one time I kept sensing this angel. He was so huge. I was studying for Ziali. I was just about to have exams. Then I was studying. Then I felt the presence of an angel, and he filled the room. He was so huge. When I felt the presence of that angel, I was like, hey, what is this guy for? I mean, I just felt his hugeness. I started saying, Lord, money, cars, Lord. Lord, I send you. But I didn't really ask what the angel for. The next time I was waking up and I felt him covering the room. I was in a room, but he was covering it. And I was like, wow, what's this guy here to do? Then God gave me this encounter where I was on my tab. I was looking on my phone. And then suddenly I saw a man dressed in white and black. I don't know, do angels wear black? I don't know, but he wore black and white. White and black. But he was just very smartly dressed. And he said, he, he, I, I just, you know, just how you notice a guy from nowhere in front of you, close to your face. Hi. <laughs> like, okay. Fruit of this. Hi. <laughs> Fruit of calm down. So, yeah, don't do that. People who like talking to people, eh, sis. <laughs> it's girls who kite girls are the ones for hugs. So, in being close. Anyway, so. This, <laughs> so he said, he said, you have an appointment to see God uh, to, to go to heaven. An appointment with God to go to heaven. I thought that was cute. But he looked like a normal man. So I was like, uh, thanks. But there was something about him. So I, 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 this is a little weird. So I turned the other side. How to find him the other side? Ah, you have an appointment to see the Lord in heaven. I was like, hey, okay. And before I could ask him who he was, we were flying at a speed I cannot fathom. I was on his back and was flying at a very fast speed. I was freaking out. I started telling him, bring me down. <laughs> because my body was flat asleep. So I looked down and I remembered this is probably an out-of-body experience. My body will start getting cold. I'm not ready to die. <laughs> so this angel was flying. But I was, <laughs> imagine on someone's back. <laughs> then I think he got irritated. So he showed me a vision. And I saw two saints discussing. And they were saying, no, it's not an out-of-body experience. It's a dream. So he doesn't have to worry. They were two. They were, they were like watching from the balconies of heaven, the vision I was having. So they said, no, it's not an out-of-body experience. It's like they were wondering, is he having an encounter, an out-of-body experience or a dream? I God changed it from an out-of-body experience to a dream because I was freaking out. But Lord, I'm now ready. Let's do this. Encounters sound easy till you meet the four living creatures. Okay, they are nice. God will give you grace for your own. But you know, I was reading the book of Revelations last night, and they were just like, I want. But I actually want. I want. <laughs> I was trying to make myself ready. So when we reached heaven, long story short, when we reached heaven, he, took, he was guiding me. He was, he, I was like, ah, this is the guy who was appearing to me. Wow. So I was afraid of him because of just his glory and his stature and his power. Wow. He was not there, but he was there. I could see him, but I could not see him. You dig? 
So we were going, and as we were going, um, suddenly I saw a huge building that was incomplete. And I was like, my doctrine did not allow me. There can't be incomplete buildings in heaven. How can there be an incomplete building in heaven? So I was like, in my heart, a big man. I wanted to ask him. <laughs> how, but mm, the way he was looking, I let young guys. So I just kept quiet. Kanshi had already heard me. He was like, oh, <laughs> you mean this building? So he began to explain to me. And when I woke up, the Spirit of God took me to this scripture. We are, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. I never saw it like that, a holy priesthood. So there is a spiritual house being built. Now, I believe that's a symbol of what's happening on earth. The more people we turn into living stones, the more the numbers and the bricks in that house keep going. This is not doctrine, it's an encounter. So we don't make a doctrine out of it because God takes to people to heaven and he shows them different things. But this is what he showed me. Hallelujah. So you are each a living stone and there's a house that you belong to that God is using each person to build you to. But then he says, to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Okay? Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a priesthood. He is beginning to describe you now. That's another identity. You are a priest. You are a priest. You are a priest. You need to know this. Some of the things I'm going to say are some of the most important things you need to know as a believer. That you are a priest. Say, I am a priest. Remember, I told you that identity is multidimensional. A person is described by a number of things. For example, you are a tall, dark, slim, bearded. All those are things that describe you. All those are things that describe you. So it's not just one thing, it's a number of things. And the more we grow in Christ, the more we begin discovering the manifold identity of ourselves in him because he's made us many things but one of the most important things is he's made us priests he says for what purpose to offer spiritual sacrifices to offer spiritual sacrifices for example one of the sacrifices that a priest has to offer is their body the bible says to offer your body as a living sacrifice so it is expected of a priest in the New Testament dispensation, to offer their body as a living sacrifice. To offer their body as a living sacrifice. That means it is expected of you in heaven to be offering your body as a sacrifice in men, and it means different things. Number one, it, in purity, it means you are denying the flesh. A living sacrifice, a sacrifice dies. You constantly die to the flesh, to your needs. Sometimes you want to be proud and show people that you are the one on that level. But then he says, to die to self. You are a priest, you have to die to self. Sometimes you want to hold on to the money. To hold on to the money. But to die, for example, some of you, you, got, you may have gotten a job today. Then you're thinking, suddenly a thought comes to you, should I give my first fruit or not? And you're saying, okay, I'll wait and give later because I have some things I need to meet. Mm -hmm. And the reasons you give yourselves are reasonable reasons. They don't have to be fake. But you have to remember, you never had that money in the first place. It's not like now that you have that money, if you let it go, you will die. Why didn't you die when we are Now you won't tell us, no, I'll die. <laughs> but a priest is expected to die. 
And you know, some of these things have got a time period you need to do them. In the moment of the instruction, the reason that Cain's sacrifice was not accepted was because in the time you're supposed to give his first fruit, he gave an offering. Wrong timing. So you're doing the right thing at the wrong time. Because the law of a sacrifice is that it has to be acceptable. And there are standards of acceptability when it comes to offering of sacrifices. As a priest, you must offer worthy sacrifice. So he says, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, then he describes the quality of the sacrifice. He says, holy and acceptable. It's not just the fact that you've given a sacrifice. It must be holy. That means separated. Given from a pure heart. Given from a heart that understands that you are giving a sacrifice to a deity. And you don't look down on God. You don't think you can cheat on God. You can't rob God. You do it to a place where it's acceptable and accepted. That's why he says, if you want to give a sacrifice before the altar, go back and reconcile with your brother. Because when you give a sacrifice and you've got beef with someone, the sacrifice will be stained with beef. So it's on the old God, but uh, it's got issues. So the kind of result you release from that sacrifice. Some people give, but the reason they do not receive from their giving, they are always offended. Offense is one of those things that can delay. That's why God says, the righteous, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy is a force. Joy is a strength. It says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Without joy, we are weak. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. What kind of sacrifice are you bringing on the altar of God? It does matter. So to offer up spiritual sacrifices, and there are many kinds of sacrifices that you offer as a priest. We'll look at them in detail next week because that, that's not what I want to look at. But I want you to know that you are a sacrifice to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Notice the repetition of the word acceptable. Remember that a sacrifice must be acceptable. Every time you're offering, other sacrifices include a fast. And the kind of fast you do must be acceptable. Because it's a sacrifice, it means you are dying to self. You are dying to self, it's a sacrifice. When you are fasting, you are dying to self. Whereas you're supposed to be eating, you are fasting, you are staying away from food, your body needs it. And now I can tell you, I can tell you that some of the things, some of you need to fast from are social media. You need to take a fast because you need to be on social media. You may need updates and things of that nature to see what's going on on different news media houses. But then you refrain to focus on God. That's a kind of fast acceptable in this day. They may not have had it, but because of the dynamics, dispensational and social dynamics, the definitions of fast. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, when you fast, as a priest, a fast is a when issue and not an if issue. That means it is expected of you to fast. You have to. You have to. And at least in Hof, every person fasts once a week. You know, it's so beautiful to say it. That's why I pity those who are not in department because you are your own man. Yeah. You can, you, can, you can do anything you want to do. You eat the whole week in a ministry that fasts once a week. And some people, I wonder, they feel like, oh yeah, um, first I need to think about which department to join. I need to pray about it. <clears throat> Just choose the department you like, winner. 
If you don't like it, after two months, change. What are you waiting for? It's a when issue. When last did you fast? And if God comes to you and he says you're going to take a fast, it should not be very new. Ooh. Even feel the energy drain. It must not be like that. As a priest, you should fast. Someone say, I'm a faster. It's a kind of sacrifice you offer before God. And we'll look, about, we'll look at different other sacrifices, that, uh, spiritual sacrifices that you have to be able to offer. You are a priest, so don't think it's talking about me. It's talking about the entire, like one deacon says, the whole entire. It's talking about the whole entire body of Christ. All of you are priests. So when I talk about priests, don't think, ah, I'm a priest. No. I'm talking to you. 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 I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your neighbor on your left and your right. <laughs> so each of you, you are a priest. And the sacrifices you are expected to offer. We'll get into them in detail. To offer up, uh, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, who is our high priest. Let's go on. Holy man, daily brown day. Raise your right hand. Say, I hear, you, I hear you, Pastor. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Say, I'll never be put to shame. Never put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is, a, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word which they also were appointed. Let's go. But you, you are different. You don't get offended. Can you imagine? We say, we are going to give our first fruits. You are offended. You are, are you a priestess? To the, to the word you were appointed, you become disobedient and offended. We say, okay, we are now give, going to give uh, sacrifices of a fast. We are going to fast that we... Uh, but you are the one who was appointed to that. You aren't a person from the village and the streets to do it. You are the priest. You are the priest. You are the one who's expected to fast. You're expected to serve, but you are being offended. Why, why is a kingdom system becoming an offense to you? You have not grown to understand who you are. But today things are changing. Even Jesus, yes. ah, you are the one I'm talking to. You are the priest. If you believe in Jesus, you have to know you are a priest. And as in a we say, we are going to pray at 24 hours. You are praying, oh, oh, oh. You are dozing. No. Because people, you see, one thing that a priest does is a priest stands in the presence of God on behalf of men and also stands in the presence of men on behalf of God. Imagine now standing on behalf of men in the presence of God. So Lord. Uh, You know that. So you, or you are standing on behalf of man in the presence of God in your blankets. <laughs> Father. <laughs> Father. <laughs> Father. <laughs> then you wake up. Amen. It's zero four. Vapristing. <laughs> Very embarrassing. What a shame you are. Yes, there has to be a time when you just stand and you begin praying as a priest. 
You know, you didn't make yourself a priest. You know, people were chosen from many to be priests in the old days. Others weren't. But now, if you believe in him, he says, but you are a chosen generation. The word is picked from many. A royal priesthood. Are you saying that? That's who you are. A holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim the presence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Say, I am a priest. Let it sink in. Not when they say, can you pray for us? Oh, no. Who's going to pray for us? Muklas, Zeke, in the presence of believers. Yet you are the priest in the spirit now for an Mingila, you are wearing all those robes. Who's going to pray for us? Who's doing your duties for you? What, what have you done so far with your priesthood? These are not my opinions. I'm showing you these things were there before I was born. So I'm awakening you to the reality of who you are in Christ Jesus. Something like every other civilian out there. You are a priest, a holy person. Holy means separated. You can't just be saying, then you go there and you get contaminated. Some of you are priests, but the way you dress. Why are you changing the priesthood? Priesthood. Priests wore robes. Manja you as a priestess. With a long skirt, but when you turn, the elite is ending where the skirt is starting. Who are you mocking? And I'm by, by no means against people dressing very well. But just be cautious. I'm talking about decency here. I'm not saying do not wear trousers. Wear them. I'm not saying do not wear long skirts. Wear them. Then some of you have got long skirts covered everywhere but short hats. But special people. You... No, 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 no. Some of the things you need to, to look at them. Instead, you, if you've read about Phineas and Hophni. They were priests, but the Bible says they worked blunders. Instead of working miracles. I'm walking in power. <laughs> working blunders. You're working blunders. But special people. No, it should not be like that. To be holy means to be separated. There has to be a difference between you and the worldly person. You are separated. Are you hearing me? That's who you are. Give me um, Revelation chapter 1 verse 4. Or something must change. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace 
from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Let's go on. And from Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. And when he talks about kings, remember he said, you are royal priests. When he talks about kings, he's not talking about the kings of the earth. He's talking about you who he made kings. First of priority, he's talking about you who he made kings. That's why we call him king of kings. There are some kings who are not recognized, except that the power they have is of God. Although... They express it as not from God. The firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. Is he planning on washing us? To him who loved us. He's got plans. They are in the pipelines. To wash us from our sins in his blood. Because he's saying, oh, my blood is too precious. Look at, at your filthiness. Mm-mm. Zexing. No. He washed us. Hallelujah. That's your other identity. You are washed in the blood of Jesus. Therefore, don't go out there plainly thinking like a sinner. No, we're just sinners saved by grace. There are people who pray like this. And in their prayer, they say, pray to someone, they say, pray for us sinners. Why are you describing yourself as a sinner? Okay, why are you constantly describe yourself as a sinner? If he washed in his blood... You were a sinner, but you cannot be saying pray for us sinners. He'll be praying for you now and the, the day you die, meaning you, even the day you die, you will pray the same prayer because you are a sinner. How do you know you are going to heaven? You have to be sure. Because now the chances are slim. Let's go on. That's what Jesus Christ did for us. Look at that now. Let's go. Six, if you read this and you do not scream, please just go out. <laughs> okay, no, no. Let's go. Number uh, at part six. Verse six. Those who didn't scream, I forgive you. <laughs> but look at this. Look at this. Guys, uh, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, let's think of it like this. Imagine you were bound for some time. You never knew that the prerogative of mercy has been released. And you've been set free. You will still stay as a prisoner, right? Still think like a prisoner, still work like a prisoner. Maybe the prison warder even knows, but they just like seeing you sleep in the cell, wake up, going to work. They know the paper is there. Sometimes you even pass it to reception as you are going out. Then one day you are tired, you are coming back. Yeah, yes, Bwana. Then you see it. Ah, I'm on the list, big man. You still go back to the cell and you sit. That's why he said you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. There are certain things you discover in the world. They must change something about you. They must shift your mind. I mean, you can't listen to things like this and just go back the same person. Praying the same prayer for someone praying for you now or death because you are a sinner. No, something has to change. Firstly, ask, where did that prayer ask? Before you just get offended. Find out, ask. 
He says, he has made us. He has made us. He's not going to make us when we all get to heaven. He's not, he has already made us. He's already made us. Hey, Kabayan, find out what does it mean to be a priest. He has made me a priest. He has made you a he has made you a priest. He has made you a priest. Give me Revelation chapter number chapter five. Let's go to verse eight. You walk out of this place knowing you are a priest. I'm a wow, I'm a priest. My good Lord, I am a priest. He has made me a priest. What are the privileges of being a priest? What are the duties and responsibilities of being a priest? How didn't I know this? Something should be provoked in me. What is expected of me on a daily basis? What about a weekly basis as a priest? Because God is going to judge you on that. As a priest, what did you do? Uh, ah, <laughs> you know, school was busy. special people. Someone is just from telling you that they used to find their of serving in church despite having tough school. If your faith allows you, do it! Amen. There are certain things you should do. Hey, better you cry now. <laughs> than there. Someone is just the word. better fear. Now, when I had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the of the saints. Now, let me just say something very important here. The, in the Old Testament, the priest, one responsibility of the priest that we are going to delve into is the responsibility of burning incense. A priest must always burn incense and must keep the fire on the altar burning. God said the fire must not stop burning. So they would bring incense and burn fire. That fire, He said the fire must not stop burning on the altar. It should consistently burn. Now, when you read, for example, the book of John, when you're example, at the birth of John, there was one priest whose name was Zachariah. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter number one, Verse 8. Okay. This was a time for Zechariah now to serve because there are different times and turns to serve as priests. So this was Zechariah's turn to go and burn incense. Okay. So the Bible says, so it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, in other words, in his department, according to the custom of priesthood, his Lord failed to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So it was his turn to burn incense. Now, this is what would happen when they are burning the incense. The Bible says, and the whole multitude of the people was praying out at the hour of incense. So the hour of incense is the hour of prayer. Are you listening to me? That's why we see in, get, take me back to Revelation. This is one responsibility of the priest. A priest must have time to offer incense. And that incense is sweet smelling before God. Incense smells nice. Well, many of them. So, but this is the kind that smelled nice because they mixed some spices in it. So it smelled nice before God. Now, they would also pray at the time that they would be burning incense. It was a symbol and a type 
of the sweetness of the prayers that a priest who was going to be sanctified and set apart in the New Testament was going to be doing. Because the sacrifices that a priest must offer must be acceptable. And acceptability, it must be sweet smelling. Sweet smelling means it's within the word of God. It's within the doctrine of the word of God. And it is inspired by the spirit. And everything that comes from scripture is inspired by the spirit. And it's according to the word of God. But that was a type. You don't start burning incense now in the house and you start praying. The angels around you will just be in shock. Eh, Lord, I don't know. Did I time travel? <laughs> See? Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and, the, and golden bowls full of incense. Are you seeing that? Then he says, which are the prayers of the saints? Your prayers go up into heaven. I want you to know that your prayers go up into heaven. And they are received before God as incense. As, your, as a priest, it's your responsibility to offer up prayers. Sweet smelling. He calls them sweet smelling. It's your responsibility to pray. Have a time to pray. Remember what I said last time. Your prayer also is a form of a sacrifice because you are burning incense. As a priest, you are offering spiritual sacrifices. Prayer. It's a spiritual sacrifice. And sometimes your altar lacks those sacrifices. Your altars lack those incenses. Because you are not prayerful. They don't know. When they check the, 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 the diary of prayer, they can't see when last you prayed. Just proper prayers. A lot of times people are praying. They are tired. What kind of sacrifice is that? Remember the argument of the Lord. He said, but why do you offer before me lame animals? They are blind one eye. I asked a question the other day on Facebook and everybody was just saying, powerful. I don't know who meditated on it. <laughs> said, when last did you just take a power nap to pray? The last, some of you just take a power nap to study. I want to wake up feeling. Hmm? <sighs> so you sleep for like a 20 minutes just so that you can, you can study. You are offering a proper sacrifice to your education. But to God, you are offering Seek sacrifices, weak sacrifices. And I'm not saying don't pray when you are weak or you are sick. You should. But as a priest, it's your responsibility in the strength of your body to stand up and begin praying. You begin interceding for people. You begin giving thanks. You begin praying. You, know, you have to find that time when you are strong, when your body is fit. He says to offer your body as a living sacrifice. Acceptable. So sometimes you have to be in a place where you are just strong. So that as you're on a prayer, it's coming from a place not, you know, a friend of mine was saying, one time I wanted to really pray, but I was tired. So I began to say, Lord Jesus, please protect the Holy Spirit. <laughs> because when people are tired, they say anything. Have you guys been so tired? Do you remember? Have you ever been so tired? Then you speak gibberish. Then you realize what you said. Then you die. Let me sleep. <laughs> From now on, at least find a time in the day when you are fit to pray. And I'm not saying, don't pray if you are feeling tired. If you are a mature believer, when you are tired, you don't sit. There are people who strategically lay prostrate. We are beginning to pray. They just feel like, ah, let me just lay prostrate for the Lord. We, you don't lay prostrate. Don't lie prostrate when you are when you are fit. 
Now that you are asleep, you strategic kneeling. <laughs> and me, I know. I just look at I know. Stand and pray. <laughs> Let your body be subject to you, not the other way around. You make your body you know, you have to learn to take authority over your body. Because eh? the thing wants to sleep. The thing wants everything. It's, it's reluctant. It wants to sing. But you have to rule over your body. Rule. Uh, why are you a king? You only ruled over Satan, but you failed to rule your own house. That's not the unclean thing. It's unclean for you. Otherwise, why are you going to hell if it's not clean? If it's clean. You rule over your body. Sometimes you want to just say rubbish, but you say, no, we're not going to say it. Praise God. Fruit of self-control. And when you begin exercising self-control, you have matured. If you take in a rebuke, and some of you were afraid to rebuke you because you leave the church, you get offended. You stop doing what you do. There are some, some of you don't take rebuke nicely. Once we just tell you, wow, what you did was not mature. Ha! Jesus! You can't. You are too small. You can't take in rebuke. Your heart is... When you just take in a little rebuke, you can't. But the Bible says God rebukes those he loves. You know I'm there. God will not come down. Boom. You are Flavian to the Sometimes when I rebuke you, it's an expression of God's mind toward you. So just don't say, they don't understand me. Okay, go ahead, my brother. Go where they understand you. Thank you. It takes maturity. One time my spiritual father said, ah, what have you posted? Before... Before I explained, and it was sound. Before I explained, just because he said that, I put it down. I didn't want to say, but he didn't even read. He just looked at the title. <laughs> That's why I, I was thinking, and I put up a statement. I said, it's difficult to be blessed by a man you're offended with. Because everything he will be saying will be rubbish. Everything will be saying will be annoying. Some of you have bosses like that at work. Eh? Because they offended you, everything they say, even if they are making, they are making, even if they are making sense, you'll be offended. Refuse to be offended. Hey, that's special people. Every one of you say my word. Stop thinking of your neighbor. That's the attitude you should come with in church, that every word I receive is my word. Have bookshelves for every word you receive. You will need it one day. Because one day I'll come at you like a thief in the night. When you just did the best thing at church, catch there's like a thing I, I didn't like that you did last week. And I'll come at you. Mm. 
They forgot every good thing I did. Doesn't the Bible say love keeps no record of wrong? Yes, but mentorship does. And it should. It should. Mentorship should. If you're mentoring someone, you say, okay, this is what they did last time. We keep the records of wrong out of love in mentorship. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, if you watched the last time, you're making the same mistake. You're reminding me of my past. No, if I'm doing it out of love, I'm trying to help you. Some of you, even, you're, you're just your heads of department. You can't be humble enough to say, yes, ma. No, what I meant, sometimes just listen. <laughs> you even know your idea is better, just submit. Try being a Sunday school teacher yourself. Test your patience. So, here's what the Bible says. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, a golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. I just love this. You know, as, as, as a worship leader, you must learn to download songs being sung in heaven. Sometimes you must delve into that dimension. When you just open your heart, you begin experiencing some of those things. Even, and start in your personal time. Don't say, oh, tabampe la stage na opportunity. But you have the opportunity in your quiet time to learn to download songs of the Spirit. And all of you must learn to do that. All of you. Just sometimes you, you know the song that's being sung in heaven. Just this morning, when I was waking up, I was hearing the song that was being sung in heaven. On last night, I was hearing, I looked at my wife and my child. And my son was pushing me, can you move that side? <laughs> I looked at him. You don't know what I'm hearing, keep pushing me. Kaisa, gang me coffee. That's how, what life does. Yeah, even if you go to heaven, greet the teen angels, you have to come back and eat shima. <laughs> Sometimes I look at the food I'm eating. Do you know where I've been, eh? <laughs> anyway. I looked at them. I was <laughs> like, if only they knew the things I'm hearing. I was just hearing. You know? Sometimes my heart is just gone. And when I meditate on these things, I'm out. You have no idea. He says, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe. He didn't say out of the tribe of the, every tribe of the Israelites. Who told you only 144 people, thousand, we are going to be saved? Those are specifically Israelites and they mentioned them, 12,000 from Dan. But when he says of every tribe, he says, and tongue, and people, and nation. Why do you not want to go to heaven? 
That's why you leave, you leave, because only 144,000 are going to be saved. You realize one day, oh, you actually had a chance. You didn't look at the other scriptures. <laughs> too late, it's too late. Are you seeing that? Let's go on. So you are there on every tongue and, and tribe and nation. And have made us, they were singing that. It says, he has made us kings and priests to our God. He has made us kings and priests to our God. He has made us. They were amazed. Jesus Christ changed them. And he made them kings and priests. He made you kings and priests. And I'm sure Peter was seeing vision too and was receiving this revelation and he realized, wow. So he starts writing and then he starts telling them, guys, you are a royal priesthood. You are priests. Do you know the power that a priest has? Just as, as a office of a priest. And I'm not talking about being a man of God here. The priest in the context of being a man of God. Just as a believer. Do you know the responsibilities we are going to be looking at next week? Let's stand to our feet. You need to know what your responsibilities are as a priest. Don't be ignorant as a priest. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Listen to me. One responsibility of a priest, I told you, is to burn incense, right? That means to pray, to offer prayers. So you must have an active Active, active prayer life. Your prayer life must be active for your family, for leaders. Your prayer life must be active. And it seems if we don't pray, certain things won't change. You know, today I was supposed to look at intercession in depth. I want to look at intercession in depth as a duty of a priest. You don't say, ah, in the depth of intercession now. You, shame on you. For I at least secretly praise and worship. How do you miss intercession? How? How does your bus consistently miss intercession? And you're the one who always delays everyone. Repent. You want to make a glorious face in the flesh. Some of you are always waking, always waking. Guys, what were you doing? Whatever you do, don't miss intercession. It's a responsibility. Prayers must go up. And on Sunday, there's a different grace when we meet here to pray together. It's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. You know, people, people die. Sometimes people die because we didn't pray. One time I woke up in the morning and I really wanted to eat. I had told my wife that day, I want a full English breakfast and she was excited to prepare it. Then when I was getting ready, suddenly my appetite was taken away. Now I know when that happens, I have to fast. Because you know, I bought things for English breakfast. I wanted a full English breakfast. So I even bought and I told her, young, can you prepare for me? You know what Abraham told Sarah? Haste, kill a fattened calf. So I told her, haste, I'm going to buy. Make sure you haste. As she was hasting, 
the, the Lord had already hasted. And I began to pray. I said, Lord, what's this? I looked at the food. I was bored. I told her, okay, stop. Why? I told her, I need to fast. Okay, so I went to pray. I didn't know why I was praying. I began to pray. And the Lord told me, someone among your children, as I yielded to that spirit of intercession, someone among your children is in danger. And I began to pray. I rebuke the spirit of death. I, and specifically, I began to pray against accidents. A few minutes later, someone posted a status. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's what many people do when they are saved. The first thing is inform everyone. What's up? Or when they are not happy, you just see them post. Rubbish! So I texted, what happened? Daddy, I don't know what happened. The bus just went into the Mufolo, and it was where I was, but somehow I came out unharmed. And then I had a rest. I've done thy bidding. Maybe if you use KJV, he will hacken. Lord, I've done thy bidding. Lord was quiet, so I finished the fast. That time, Tikkunas Beauty gave a testimony here. I was praying just in the morning before I slept. Just praying, and then the Lord brought her into my attention. And I began to just intercede. I'm a priest. And I began to pray for her. I began to pray, 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 pray. And I had to pray over her life. And I began to speak preservation. Specifically, it weighed in that very time she had an accident she survived now you can imagine there's some and, and i'm not saying start taking responsibility over people's deaths because <laughs> the enemy can start telling some of you yeah, no, you didn't pray for the person they died but i'm just saying or die sometimes either ways but i'm saying listen many times we would have prayed for somebody they would have not died there's a time i constantly saw somebody Dying. I rebuked the thing, but then it kept weighing in heavy on me. So I said, I need to begin praying. So I began to intercede. I began to pray. I began to pray. And God began to show me. They just kept going. And then they started telling me, I don't know, it just happened. And I began saying, No, no. And I knew the person was under attack. And Satan just wanted to cut their life short. I said, Lord, not now. Not now. Not now. Because I'm negotiating. That's what intercession does. You are standing on behalf of someone to God. Can you imagine as a priest you've got responsibility? There are people who are going through certain things. Don't just say, mm, I cover. <laughs> what are you doing about it? As a priest, you've got a responsibility to intercede. To say, Lord, let there be a change. Let there be a shift in their life. There are people I'm praying for. I'm expecting a shift instantly. And you know what I do? I have a list. Because I'm watching your life and I'm praying for you. But I began doing this after I finished school. There are certain people and I can tell you their names. Their names. I, I didn't like the way their lives were flowing. 
So I gave myself to prayer for them. And many of them were not even in my church. They're just good people I knew. So I began praying. I just began praying for them. I began interceding. I began interceding. And I would check their lives. And then suddenly I would see they've gotten a job. Oh, they're getting married. Things are changing. Don't stop doing it. Don't stop doing it. It's your responsibility. It's not just one of those things you do. It is expected of you. And we are going to intercede in the next few minutes. We are going to stand in the gap. Firstly, we are going to pray. The Bible says, I will that firstly, he says, he says, give me that scripture, Timothy. I don't know which Timothy exactly, but it should be first Timothy. Is it chapter two or chapter three? Let me just show you this. We are going to pray. Therefore, I exhort. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Yes. That's First Timothy chapter 2. It says, Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplication. First of all. First of all. First of all that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now, this is not talking about the body of Christ necessarily. It's saying we've got a responsibility to, to determine the status of our cities. You know, we can release angels into the streets. And people who are doing bad things can be nabbed by the police and brought to law. You know, we can pray for institutions. You may, be, you may have a boss. You may have a, a head teacher. You may have a principal. Senators, all those politicians, we have to pray for them. It's our responsibility generally to pray for our nation. The church must have prayer points to pray for their nation. Why? The Bible goes on to say. It mentions others. For all men, then it says, for kings, now we've got presidents. We've got department heads. But now it's talking about those in, in, in authority. And all in authority. That we, it's for our good. Because if Satan is using them, they will start making funny laws against us. Some will just wake up and say, churches are spreading sicknesses. It's been proven. Then they do a fake scientific study. And you can't meet. Yet, there are political rallies. You know what mm means, eh? The Hebrew word is chinkupiti. <laughs> that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. And you know the other way we need to pray? That they must be taken out of authority. There's someone I'm about to sack because they've been a hindrance. One way to pray. He didn't say just pray for them to be blessed. That could be one of the prayers. But another prayer is we don't like them. Out. The Bible says the government shall be on his shoulders. Do you know that one time a group of believers met in a house and changed the decision of government? They were in a house. The main man, the king, said, we are going to kill that man of God. They refused. They prayed the whole night. An angel came and released him. It doesn't mean that just because of the decision, then we can't change it. 
And what happened? The, the people didn't like him. So an angel appeared and struck him with a sword and he died from worms. Worms ate the guy, Herod. Yeah. Now some people are going to be dropping out like that because we don't like them. Why are they making funny, funny policies? Why should she come and be inspected? Who do they think they are? Do you know who we are? Do you know we are a chosen generation, a holy nation? No, the church is not just an organization you can push around. You're playing with fire. Do you know what we handle? Do you know the dimension of glory we handle? We are priests. Don't look at us like this. And and you know, I may look like this deep down my heart. I just want to press some people out of office. Mm -hmm. I know some of you may just look like this deep down. Now that you know that we may lead. You know, sometimes people don't have strength to come to church. You know, some people just don't have the energy to come to church. You know, the way you are excited, you are posting, can't it be Sunday already? It was an, oh, it's Sunday. What do you enjoy? If you can't be excited about Sunday, how do you manage to miss a Sunday willfully and be strong throughout the week? Your flesh is stronger than your spirit. There's an error as a believer. So we pray for people. We begin interceding for them that they may have strength of the Lord. You know, someone can come here. They don't know. There are people here. That what they say, I'm speaking by the Spirit. Eh? Someone was, because they are not alert to the Spirit. So, someone was telling me, the service was too long. That's why sometimes we should not ask people how service was. Because we give them an opportunity to make errors and say the wrong things about holy things. <clears throat> So out of their ignorance, they start saying, oh, it was too long. But anyways, I was blessed. <laughs> God was moving and it was too long. It was your understanding which was too short. I'm just telling you, we need to pray for people. Sometimes you find someone was growing well in the faith. They were just growing well. Suddenly, they just change. They were posting scriptures. Suddenly, all they post, their relatives. Support system number one. <laughs> and soccer and food. When your bestie touches the right spot. Suddenly, things have just changed. the weakness come from? This person was on fire. How did they get on ice? From not lukewarm, giddy giddy ice. Sometimes it's not an issue of, eh, I knew it. I don't know everybody angry, but there is no. You should be concerned and begin praying. A brother used to pray together with has fallen. It's your, it's your duty. Sometimes there's a spirit. You know, there are, there are people that are coming places that they, they were powers. I've dealt with people. There are spirits that have told me, why did he have to meet you? They don't like me. Because the moment the person met me, their destiny changed. And the spirit is not happy because he's been in the family for years. Who are you now? You small boy. 
Oh, I'm telling you, the, the spirit hate people. You know the way you the way you take an iron and you put it here, then you can feel when it's hot. You can feel the hatred like that. We need to pray for people. Suddenly somebody is just not interested. Some of us grew up in families where our parents were not just believers, they were pastors. And we got saved. So you find, I'm not struggling with certain things because there are certain things my parents dealt with. They stood in my place. So you can find we get born again, born again with the same guy at the same time. Him. There's a spirit which is not happy. So, ah! I'm back after two weeks. And it comes back with ice. Just waiting for the right opportunity. Just, you, you, you just find one thing. There are people who are always getting depressed. That has to stop. You can't be entering into depression. Sometimes it could be a spirit. So just life depresses you. For a long time, I found there was a cause I was not clearing. I was that depressed. Maybe someone was praying for me. One day I saw my mom, and she was praying for me in a dream. And she was in her room. But I would feel the impact of the prayers in my life. Impact of the prayers. Some of your friends, they don't have moms to pray for them. You are the one to pray for them because you're a priest. Raise your hands. Begin praying in the spirit if you can. Brown celebragadabash, lecaron de le pregedesh, barabadabaha salabahaya, lebron de le pregeson dalabadia, rababashatibes, lebron domosh. Yes. You are intervening. Intervening. You are intervening. You are intervening. Zabahaya. This dimension of priesthood. It's not just about you. It's not just about you. It's about what you do for others. Offering spiritual sacrifices.